0: Sarah Mitchell is the New South Wales Minister for Education. Sarah, hello again. Good morning, Marcus. Good to chat to you again. Yeah, nice to uh, have you on the phone. OK, well, you've heard there from the Teachers' Federation. Uh, We've gone through some of the issues this morning. Uh, He says he's acting on uh, advice. Well, he's acting on information that's been garnered from the government.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, um, Marcus, we do look at teacher supply going forward, and and there were briefings, He's correct, that were provided to me uh, some time ago as the Education Minister around what we need to do to improve teacher supply over the next sort of five to ten years. Yeah. Uh, and that was what culminated in our teacher supply strategy that I think I spoke to you about on the program uh, not long ago. On Friday, 100%. yes. Yeah, $125 million investment. Uh, We've got more incentives uh, available for rural and regional teaching placements as well. So I guess what frustrates me with this is, yes, there was advice provided some time ago, but as a government, we've acted and we've got the funding to implement those programs to increase teacher supply both now and in the future. So, you know, using outdated briefings as a reason Mm. to strike, I think, is a bit disingenuous.
0: He claims, uh, with respect uh, the Teachers Federation, claims that these teacher vacancies have doubled since June. Uh, is that right?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, again, context is important when you look at these numbers, Marcus. So we, yeah. we, on average, sit at about less than 2% across the state in terms of our vacancies. Sure. 90-odd thousand teachers in New South Wales, biggest public education system in the Southern Hemisphere. So we are a very big system. Uh, he's right in that there's been an increase but the reason or the main reason behind that is we've actually created an additional uh, over a thousand assistant principal roles, new positions in schools to help with curriculum reform that we're introducing from next year. So what we've yeah. done is create extra positions in schools to help our teachers and they're added now obviously to our list as we go out for recruitment for those roles. So mm. again, this is also a busy time of the year when a lot of teachers will put in you know, moves or transfers for next year. That That reflects in the system when you look at, say, December data as opposed to June. So again, as I said, context is important. We do Mm. sit at a relatively low rate and indeed many of the schools where some of that stop work action took place throughout the year either have no vacancies or less than one. So Context is important in this debate, most
0: definitely. All right. Uh, the unions say they want a, at least a 5% increase and then ongoing 2.5% increases. Oh, look, playing devil's advocate, I'd love a 5% increase. I'm not going to get it. Uh, can Maybe, uh, what what's the government offering, 25 is that right? Or? Yeah, we are. Okay. So
1: many of your listeners would be familiar with our wages policy. It's 2.5% mm. for all of our public servants. Um we've put that in, and you know we are in the Industrial Relations Commission at the moment negotiating this with the federation. The two and a half percent is on the table. Um, you know they want more, and those negotiations have stalled, which is a shame, but they'll continue through the IRC we've got a full bench hearing scheduled for May next year, but we will actually bring in that rise for teachers from January because we want to make sure all of our workforce get uh, that pay rise that they are entitled to under our wages policy. So we will do that. We're seeking an interim award to do that from January. Okay. Um yep. Yeah, I mean, the reality is, as the Premier said, you know, when we're in a position to be able to look at more for support for our public servants, we will. But, you know, it's important to think of the year that we've had. ABS figures show that about 240,000 people have lost their jobs this year with the COVID. You know, a lot of people are out of work or have had to use JobSeeker, Seeker. Uh, payments. So we have to manage that as a government. We've offered the 2.5%, which I think is fair and reasonable and above what a lot of people in the private sector would be Mm -hmm. getting. Um, And we want to negotiate in good faith. And that's what we've been trying to do since the very beginning.
0: Well, look, uh, with the greatest respect, I'm having a look here. um, And this is to everybody, uh, particularly teachers. If you graduate from, let's just say you do a, a degree out there in Bathurst at Charles Sturt, the old Mitch's, Mitchell Teachers College, and uh, you are a band one graduate, your starting salary is $75,605 per annum. Now, that's that's good money. Uh, band one to two, 79 and a half thousand, Band one, three. Eighty-three and a half thousand and up it goes. Uh, There are options. Obviously, um, there is a a stairway there where you can improve and increase uh, potential salaries. And then, of course, when we're talking about things like principals, they're up well over a hundred odd thousand dollars. So, I don't think it's necessarily a bad starting level for a graduate. Uh, I don't know too many graduates on seventy-five and a half thousand dollars. Well, that's
1: right. And I think, you know, as you you mentioned, there are promotion opportunities too for our teachers who become, you know, head teachers or or go into principal roles. So, again, context is important when we look at this debate. Mm. And I don't think anybody would argue that our teachers... You know, they do an incredible job and we're all very aware of that. We want to support them. That's why we've offered the full 2.5% that we're able to. Uh, And we're also looking at things that we can do around, like I said, incentives, increasing supply, reducing red tape. I've set the department targets of reducing red tape by 20% by next year to get rid of some of the admin that they don't need to be doing to focus on teaching and learning. So there is a lot happening in this space. But the reality is, you know, we are in the Industrial Relations Commission at the moment. And and that's where this should be sorted out, not by striking. I just feel for our students and our families. They've had enough this year. Another day of disruption before the end of the school year is just the last thing that they need.
0: Well, hopefully that can, of course, not – well, maybe something can be sorted out before December the 7th. Um, You're right, though. I mean, I'm getting emails from people saying it's the last thing that parents want, another teachers' strike or another – you know, on a disrupted year, another day where they have to make alternate arrangements. And, look, I'm not having a crack at teachers, but – I don't know whether the union is doing the right thing here, considering, you know, we've been through COVID. You've made the point, and a very good point. What we need to remember is that a lot of people have done it extremely tough this year. I don't know, Sarah, whether... uh, I mean, you haven't stopped at any stage paying teachers this year, have you? No. No. (laughs) All right, then. Thank you very much for your time, Sarah, as always. Thanks,
1: Marcus.